speed, agility, power. I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here. Handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion. telling us that we're recording now the one who listens to all the zoom podcasts and says she's okay nice i know her she's very she was very friendly that <laughs> seems like someone you would know i know all we the girls on the computer <laughs> yeah okay we reliably have one female listener of the show and it's yes. the zoom lady yeah we, <laughs> yeah we sometimes too made a lot of headway with that sometimes uh, every like every like six months i like go back and listen to like two or three episodes at like 2.5 speed because nice. my brain just like doesn't <laughs> my brain does yeah. not allow me to listen to podcasts like normally anymore that's very it's funny. like mm-hmm. you have to binge these and just like download all this information and then be done that's hilarious it's healthy <laughs> i know yerky also <laughs> listens to the episodes at like two times speed uh which is a very weird our brains are faster opinion, but... our brains <laughs> yeah anytime anytime i hear something like my uh, whenever my wife is uh, like listening to or listening, like watching TikToks or whatever, mm-hmm. and the it, it there's just like a thing on TikTok. I assume, I guess it's to get it's to like get around uh, copyright or whatever, where they just oh, play the songs, songs are like faster? twice yeah. as fast. Yes, and it makes me so angry. And so I couldn't oh. imagine listening to a podcast. Uh, I think like it just sounds social, like I in the chip yeah. Social media has like slowly evolved into everything being like slightly faster or like slowed yeah. down and reverbed and so i think that my brain like now echoes those patterns in terms of like ingesting media <laughs> that's good that's great probably i feel good. like i'm yeah. turning into a hamster like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean the uh, stuff that you have to con- consume for work i i i try to get out of there faster too if i were yeah there, oh <laughs> speaking of which um so like 45 minutes before i got on with you guys uh tucker carlson just released his first twitter oh. oh hell yeah episode his twitter based episode um is it like an hour long yet. on twitter no it's it's 10 minutes long it's i think it's just long. kind of okay. like you know That's he's amazing. testing like um you know first if the website works and you can upload video to it would be a good mm-hmm. thing to figure out before Fair. you start basing your entire brand and business on it yeah. Um, but it also just looks like he's being filmed in a like a woodshed. <laughs> because yeah, I guess it's like, like <laughs> early COVID Stephen Colbert. It's the vibes are <laughs> very weird. Like there well, the whole thing was that like when COVID started, sorry, I'm talking about work, but oh no, <laughs> it's fine. I've seen when, the video now. I see it. When COVID started. Fox allowed him to build an at-home studio at both his houses, one in Florida and one in Maine. Um, Yeah, classic. And they retained, like, ownership of all the equipment and, like, the sets and stuff. So when they fired him, like, three weeks later, all these Fox people went and got all their shit back. So, like, he does not have a set (laughs) because they, like repoed it that yeah works. yeah that's really great 
he's really the color on his skin is really not good i mean every joke in the last six years is made about orange skin but like they can all yeah but he looks like jaundiced almost yeah it's some sort of like combination of whatever foundation they use on him and like the studio lighting but it really does not work yeah he looks he looks ill and speaking of being ill um i am very sick uh so i am also very grateful to have a guest on this time around uh my, my sister in chronic illness uh Audrey <laughs> Hello. Anyway, our, our sister in chronic illness also sounds like the name of a catholic school um yeah seriously <laughs> but uh yes uh how, how are you doing audrey i'm good um i am in the middle of my first like official like wedding season summer where like oh, wow. every three weeks i'm like getting on transit to like go to the middle of nowhere connecticut or the middle of nowhere virginia mm-hmm. or something like um so it's great because like I'm seeing a lot of people I love like get married, which is cool. Um, yes. but also like I'm sixteen, I'm a sixteen year old girl, so it's a little like, <laughs> yeah. freaky for me to be like, oh, am I not actually a teenager? Even though I wake up every morning like, okay, I'm ready to go to high school. Yeah, fair. I went. Yeah. I went to one of. I, I, I'm in the same thing where I've been to a wedding like every weekend or second weekend for the last mm-hmm. month, and it's gonna go on like that for a few more weeks. And one of the weddings I went to was for an old high school friend, and it was really small. And I had the same feeling where I was like, oh, I usually go to weddings with my parents. And like, yeah, the, like the, where the, is the my gi- chaperone? The gift is taken care of. And so <laughs> this, this sister of the yeah. bride should like come come up to me and a couple of my friends with with like a big empty box, like not even saying anything, just like presenting it to us. And we yeah. were just like, what's the box for and she was like oh she just said oh, oh. close like, it and here's this ten dollar <laughs> starbucks so gift card i've had in my wallet for three years like <laughs> yeah it'll go far yeah yeah but yeah, um yes I'm i knew that you were at i knew that you were at a wedding with jd and elliot and yes like a few other people that we have mutual yeah. friends in common last weekend was that sadinatronic's wedding that was Sedina Tronic's wedding, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, it was really, really fun. It was one of my favorite weddings I've ever been to. It was held at this old manor, but it was done in a really, like, non-pretentious, but also very classy way. And uh, I got I got iced for the first time, speaking of really? being 16. Wow. Uh, not first time, but since since I was, like, 16. Yeah, since you were 16. Hervé, Her- <laughs> I, like, sat, at, I sat uh-huh. down at my on my chair, and then I heard a bottle just clunk. And I was like, Bummer. oh, he fucking got me. Somebody fucking got me. That um, happened to me. And so I got that got. happened to me this past fall. Somebody iced me. And for the first time, I got to pull the like, I don't drink. Like, somebody has to do this for me. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, which honestly so has lucky. made it everything worth it. Like, I stopped drinking because, <laughs> like, I was sick. And that is the first mm-hmm. time that it has absolutely paid off. <laughs> <laughs> right on. It was like, this has all been worth I- it. At the end of it, I uh, we moved down to the dance floor, and I, I'm slowly starting to lose memory of what happened. But I, uh, we know that somebody. I, it turned out to be JD, J, uh, JD Burke, uh, who Man, requested so. the pup song "If This Tour Doesn't Kill You" uh, as like the closer song of the night, and it was the most excited I'd ever been. But since then, 
Oh, I also suplexed my my girlfriend on the dance floor. Apparently, <laughs> just like allegedly. Yeah, I all I remember is her being on the floor and everybody looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> was that related to the song um, playing, or was that it, at a different I, time? I, it was either that song or an ABBA song. I got ex- I got excited very easily by these two bands, and the problem with the song though, as I was talking about it, I was like picking up various lost and found items across the city for the next two days after that. Uh, my glasses, my sunglasses, my camera. And each at each place, somebody was like, so that was hilarious that we played that we played that song, but it's a pretty weird song to play at a wedding because it's about hating the people that you have to spend all your time with. Yes. And slowly going mad at a wedding. But the bride loved it. So, so was this a this was a request? Or was this on their this was, like this was a request? List. This was a last minute request, and the, this was at least JD the being a it. master of reading the room uh, <laughs> and knowing what we all loved it. Thing. I know, yeah, we fair all, enough. We, we all loved it. It paid off in this case, but you know, I, I guess to... at a certain point, like if if all the people who are left like on the dance floor are going to be in on it, that's a then great choice. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I am a huge. Conf- a control freak and like i cannot imagine having a dj at my wedding who's taking requests because i don't trust any of my friends <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah it's a yeah, password no, protected playlist yeah i had exactly. a playlist at my wedding there was no there were no requests there was that's no what thing. so my best friend is getting married at the end of the summer um and i'm a bridesmaid in that wedding for the first time nice. which is a little like crazy yeah but he is also like he downloaded like the dj software to make sure that everything like blends into each other and he can like edit songs to the perfect length but like it is going to be set in stone there's going to be no fucking around (laughs) yeah and that's the kind of control issues i admire yeah that's great I've heard one fun wedding idea i've heard of i think my girlfriend's parents did this is that for like the actual wedding reception until like 9 or 10 p.m., they had their set guest list of you know, who can come, who can eat. And then at like 11 p.m., it was like the doors are open. And so all their friends could just come and crash. That's and really fun. Party That's and sweet. Dance. And I feel like that'd be really fun with the DJ. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, so like 16 years old, because everybody's been asking us about, I'm the only un- non married person on the podcast now. Damn. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wanted to say, <laughs> even though he's not here, congratulations to Elliot and yes. his wife on their sweet yes. baby. That's very yeah, exciting. Yeah, I haven't met her name is and I haven't met her. Great name. Oh, fuck. Very Wait. Good name. No, no. Uh, Justin, delete that. I don't think okay. that's... <laughs> <laughs> Justin, yeah. censor that name. You could censor the name. Censor if, we'll name. ask yeah. Elliot afterwards. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think not. Um, Everybody I, who I listens really to the broadcast joke. knows uh, um, Sam's baby's name. Sorry. Yeah, but Sam, <laughs> I feel like Sam is more open about her life. Yeah, that's that's true. That's fair. Uh, yeah, that is true. I haven't met her yet yeah. either. She's yeah. adorable though. But also, yeah. Elliot is more private about his life than like pretty much anybody I know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially somebody who like has a podcast <laughs> definitely yeah no, no arguing there yeah uh 
I don't know if it's about talking about it on air, but like we will be recreating the show soon. We kind of wanted to get all our favorite people back on. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just just so we can like, j- just for that purpose, but also because Elliot is now a father and now I'm licensed and I probably, with time and also, I don't want to get in trouble for something Jackson says. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's going to be, so, you know, but also, but also my big mouth. Uh, so we will be reframing the show in, at some point in the near future. Um, we're just slowly getting our friends back on. Um, yeah. But uh, I hope tits. Elliot comes back for one. Yes. Uh, but these, these could, yeah, you could be one of the last few guests right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No, for sure. It's, it's uh, a lot of pressure. This it... is also like the first pot- I think this is the first show that I've been on in at least a year. So uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Do you ever get asked to be back on a show? Like to be to do puck bunnies? Or yeah. or or like to start another one with somebody else. No, because I like here's the thing is like I I wouldn't do another show without Christina because it would be like Yeah. Sad. it would be sad, be sad. and we have attachment yeah. issues yeah. <laughs> yeah. um you are allowed to share a message from from christina that she is in fact alive christina's so well. alive and so yeah. well um and and she says hello to everybody yes. um yeah she's doing great she is loving life in chicago and she's just like doing a career path that she's passionate about and um is no longer a lawyer so we love that for her yes some might yeah, say the yeah. best thing happening in chicago exactly Christina very true yeah. very true yeah um but i did i went to her grad school graduation this past weekend which was really fun um like, and yeah it was just it was a great weekend and we were like hey guess what i'm gonna go on roxy fever next week and see the boys so all right. here i am <laughs> Uh, and, did you do um, yeah. any vandalism or crimes to uh, the, you know, Chicago Blackhawks arena or, you know, okay, so no, like I didn't because that was your homework. <laughs> yeah. Um, so things in Chicago were a little crazy this weekend. And actually, like, maybe like three or four months ago, when I first started looking at plane tickets to fly out there, like, the flight from Chicago to DC is like an hour and a half. It's super short. You'd think it would be like reasonably reasonably priced. And for some reason, like this weekend was so exorbitantly like expensive. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is crazy. Did not put it together until I landed in Chicago and got in my wildly overpriced Uber that I realized that Taylor Swift was in town. Oh, oh my God. So Taylor Swift... Yeah played three nights i don't know if she was playing at the united center or if she was playing like an outdoor arena you, you would have been fucked if you're trying to get a hotel yeah exactly i assume, that, I assume you stayed with christina or something no right? i so. stayed with christina i was like fuck this like it was like a thousand dollars a night like best western by the airport <laughs> like no yeah we're um, we're running into the same thing because the blue there's a big thing where the blue jays come to play the mariners and it's like mm-hmm. they play three games straight and everybody from western canada just funnels down into Seattle. Like I thought it would just be people from Vancouver, but it's like people from Winnipeg will oh drive God. west to go to Seattle. And we did it last year. It was a super fun trip, but we can't do it this year because all the hotels are booked up because the Taylor Swift concert is yeah. at the same time. Yeah. It's insane. Had, like she's I think, going I think from Jackson's city to city. Wife is going. 
Yeah, she's yeah. gonna go see her in Seattle. She's like okay. single-handedly doubling and tripling like the hospitality economy of these cities, yeah. like one by one. So yeah, my boyfriend lives have to bid. <laughs> my boyfriend lives in Nashville, and the last time I was in Nashville was the like I got there like a day and a half after Hurricane Taylor left <laughs> and he works in the service industry and like all of his friends all of his co-workers were like holy shit like that was one of the most insane weekends we can remember just because of how much was going on like how many people were like coming in and out um so yeah i mean i think that's why the american economy is not going to default <laughs> um so I'm happy about that or sad about it. Not going to read all that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. But uh, you know, we've got another um, like weird, uh, un, like unnatural hockey team cities going into the finals. That's true. How do you guys, yes. how do you guys feel yeah, about do. that? I feel like as a Canadian, I'm supposed to care about uh the fact that you, you know like i'm supposed to have some weird like uh attachment to yeah you know how snowy the place that is playing hockey is or whatever but like right i don't know i um i kind of had this feeling where the the vibes after the first round were mm -hmm. too good and that is why the connor bedard thing happened um, oh, true. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but now we've, karma. we've the karma we've, of it all. Exactly. Uh, but now things have kind of centered back out to like being two teams now that I don't really have any attachment to, but like, this is fine. Whatever happens is fine. I'm glad that it's going to be either. Yeah. Like I'm glad it's going to be either Vegas or Florida. Um, I kind of have equal reasons to want or not want either team to win. Like my instinct is to pull for Florida because of Lou. And, but at the same time, I'm like the state of Florida does not deserve anything to be excited or happy about. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, they both feel like you know. created teams to me. Like they feel yeah. like user generated, like AI teams, I guess that yeah. there's, they're just, they're just blank templates. Toronto, Florida has been around for a while. And yeah, Luanga is probably the only reason I was really interested. Yeah. If like the third round, I was slowly getting hyped up for Florida because of Kachuk winning and over time, like three games straight. Yeah. I totally. thought that was really fun. And it was watching those games, but I think once Vegas won game one and Florida just kind of looked empty, uh, I, I need, I need another reason to watch more games. Cause, uh, like I'm hoping Florida, I don't know, throws rats in the ice again and like sure. hits the player, like a lead rat or something. That'd be fun. Um, instead of the plastic ones, <laughs> really heavy. But, rat. Yeah. I, a really heavy rat. Um, but I gotta maybe say, with, it's like, kind of maybe with the hits that are happening. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm very ambivalent about about these finals. Uh, I would think it would be so. dangerous to throw rats on the ice in Florida for fear that Matthew Kachuk might eat one. Um, I, I would don't love know. to see that. What are your, what are your, <laughs> like, what are your thoughts? Like, like, do, we, do we like Matthew Kachuk? Uh, I really enjoy I like him as a wrestler. I, 
I enjoy him a lot. Love the antics. I love Brady. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but he's like, not supporting I, his brother this year. No, he is. And or maybe that's why you like him. He's supporting him too much because he like, I don't know, chugged a beer at a game or something. I haven't like, seen any of that, funnily <laughs> enough. But yeah, I think it was like first or second round. There was like some sort of, yeah, right. yeah. you know, Instagram or like Snapchat video from somebody of him like ha- like drinking with other Florida fans. And it was like, wow can't believe he would do this to the to the senators <laughs> how dare he besmirch his team's identity like this <laughs> um I, I go ahead no i was gonna say i saw uh i was at the um i was at the young stars tournament in 20 i guess it would have been 2016 and that was the first time uh kachuk ever played in an NHL uniform. It wasn't an official NHL uh, game because it was just like a prospect scrimmage or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember in his very first shift, uh, he hit a guy and then like cross-checked him in the neck while he was down on the ice. Awesome. Um, And I remembered thinking, wow, what an asshole. (laughs) Um, And being like, you know, hilariously, because the Canucks had drafted Ole Levy, being almost just like, you know, it's really stupid that they didn't draft, that they drafted Ole Levy, but, like, I'm almost kind of glad that I don't have to try to, like, work myself into knots to, like, defend this guy or like this guy. To defend an asshole, yeah. Yeah, Um. and so that's kind of how I feel about Matthew Kuchuk. Like, I think we discussed this on a prior episode, but I'm glad he is where he is. Uh, yes. because it's funny. Um, he's going to play Boston and Toronto a lot, uh, and it's going to be funny. And I'm just glad I, that he's not yeah. here anymore. <laughs> I feel the same All I can way. Contribute, Go ahead. All I can contribute is I looked up Brady Kachuk on Twitter, and his, his wag is having her bachelor party weekend right now in Scottsdale, and she has a big Brady <laughs> tattoo on her leg, apparently. Wow. A fake one. That's all I got. A fake tattoo. <laughs> I, I believe, I believe, well, we think it's temporary. Temporary. Yeah. It'd be great if if Matthew had to go to his brother's wedding right after losing a final. Yeah. It would, well, I feel like, you know, so many professional hockey players get married in the summer, obviously, literally all of them. You're yeah, like yeah. contractually obligated yeah. to do so. Um, And so it is really like, I do think about that. Like you go from this like full adrenaline, like reaching for your like ultimate goal or having your dream like totally crushed. And then you're like, okay, I just have to like go be a group. Like I have to go rent like a Navy suit to be in this like (laughs) wedding next weekend. Yeah. Did you ever read that thing about how players, them and their wives pretty much like they're always fucking in November. Yes. To, to time it because they have they can only have their kids in the summer. I forgot I cannot, when I feel like that came out this year. That's really. Funny. I cannot I even like describe to you how far up my alley that article was because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, like everybody knows this, everybody notices it, but nobody's going to say anything. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, finally, the investigative journalism that I've been waiting for. Yeah. Was that it is a journal- Was it a journalist or? No, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they do like they have done um and this this I think like um 
Justin Bourne maybe wrote about this or like I think he tweeted about it in the last year where he like got a pitch from a PR person about like tracking with like which hockey players <laughs> what star signs they have nice and he was like they're all like Virgos and Libras and I'm like yeah that's because everybody who like they all are the same age and then they all fuck at the same time and then all the other kids are also Virgos and Libras yes anyway yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't catch that. That's the that's the true that's the true fancy stats that I didn't know about. Yep, I remember there was one year uh, where it was. I think it was uh, the year that Dallas and uh, maybe my timeline's not lining up, but I think it was the year that Dallas and. Uh, oh no, I remember now. It was the year that uh, that there were all those upsets in the first round, mm-hmm. and like everyone's bracket was fucked. And then there was a Puck Bunnies listener who got every single series right. Because she just based it off of like which team had the most. She based Gemini's it on astrology or yeah. something, and and it, it she didn't like it, it. She didn't get it right all the way because if I remember correctly, she said it was going to be Carolina and Dallas. But like, yeah, still it was amazing because incredible. Uh, yeah, the only person who who got like even probably half the half of those series right. Yeah, she got really that, close. Yeah, it was when Columbus, who we will talk about in a moment, uh, beat. Uh, like swept the lightning in the first round. What a weird year that was. Was that the, that was the COVID? That was the bubble year. Yes. Yeah, no? I think so. Uh-huh. It might have been. Well, yeah. Dallas, Dallas was in the final, weren't they? Uh, oh yeah. no, that was Montreal. Oh yeah, I, yes. I, it's all blur to me. I can't, I can't yeah. remember which, which is which. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I, I couldn't remember if that was the year where Columbus and Tampa played that like five OT game. Yeah, that sounds the- right in the first round and I like legitimately wanted to kill myself <laughs> and then Christina was here she was visiting me and so um I think we watched like until the end of the second overtime and we were just like nope can't do it anymore can't do this, this anymore really depressing yeah, yeah. that would have been like 2 3 a.m for you I guess yeah it was pretty late um so that's the thing too is that like a lot of I feel like the older I get I like the right the ripe old age of 28 I'm like I can't stay up for these west coast teams <laughs> These games start at 10 p.m. Yeah, that's that would be crazy. <laughs> like they're yeah. not worth watching, which is convenient also. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're not missing much, especially with us. Um, yeah, I feel like I did not watch I, I watched maybe two Canucks games this past season. Yeah, which... I like I like that our chat is basically you just updating us on Canucks news sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, it, it's, and it's just sometimes like me, it's me going like yikes <laughs> and a link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is often how I find out what happened yeah because i'm not paying attention yeah and because the other chat that we're in that talks about this stuff moves so quickly because there's so many people in it that like Mm. you just miss all of it you know yeah it's the it's Um, the chat for everyone who plays warzone together that i'm in for some reason because i don't i i don't even have a yeah, it's the mostly boys chat. We we should resurrect something again later. Yeah. Um, are you watching the finals though, or so, did we kind of already ask this? No, I am. Um, I think I feel like I've watched a fair amount of the playoffs in general. Um, but it's kind of like I got burned out on the earlier rounds because there were so many blowouts. Yeah, and at a certain point, like I would watch the first you know, 30, 40 minutes of the game. And then, you know, it'd be like 
Florida was up four goals on Carolina. And then I don't want to watch anymore because it's boring. And also it's tragic. (laughs) Like, yes, there's nothing fun about that. It's just frustrating. And there's only so much of like Sebastian Ajo, like looking pissed off that I want (laughs) in my life. Yeah. Um, this late in the year. Yes. Yeah. Entirely Um, reasonable. I forgot you two are big Carolina supporters. Yeah. Um, well, I had to take a couple seasons off because they were doing things like, um, signing Max Domi and also what's his name? Tony Um, D'Angelo. Yeah. Tony D'Angelo. Although Um, being, being the team that signed Tony D'Angelo for one season to like recoup his value and then immediately trade him for like, uh, to like a first round pick and a second round pick or something is very funny. Um, yeah, very I, I'm glad funny. that they did that. <laughs> they have a very like, I mean, they have a very famously competent like front office staff, yes. which is cool. But also, yeah, had to take a couple seasons off and like really paying attention to the Canes because it was bumming me out. Fair. Um, but I am all in on I'm all in on Vegas. I gotta say, nice. Um, I like that. I have liked Vegas maybe too much for the team that like almost beat the caps in the finals, like their first year of being a team, like sure, 2018. Yes. I um, didn't count though. I mean, I just, the, the Vegas part of it. I love Mark stone. He's nice. so cool. And he just makes these awful faces and also just like skates <laughs> like shit. Like he's, oh, yeah, he's like, a terrible skater. I, yeah. Awful skater. And I really love, when a man is awful at skating, but also somehow really good at hockey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm i not asking this as a gotcha because I don't know how to skate, but it's funnier if it turns out you also don't know how to skate. No, I actually can skate. Um, you do skate. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't currently skate. Like, I don't think I've put skates on in a decade. But I did like I took like skating lessons as a kid. Okay. Um, right. So I can go forwards, I can go backwards if I'm holding on to something. Nice. And I can stop. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot stop. My girlfriend is a ring at goalie, and so she's tried to teach me before, but I can't. I can't do it's it. It's so fun. Yeah, skating is fun. I I, I like to go fast. I was a good skater when I was a kid. Um, I went all the way up in like you know all the skating lesson things until the only thing you can do is is like either power skating which like i had basically already done or Mm -hmm. figure skating and uh look like i was like 12 or 13 and that was just never gonna happen (laughs) like power skating looks so fun like i wish that i could do that now yeah me too i i kind of i it I have mixed feelings with the fact that my parents wouldn't let me play hockey. Probably a good mm. thing in the long run. But um, also, I really liked skating and I was bummed when I kind of didn't have anywhere to go with it. But I also mm. I also like uh, judging NHL players skating. Um, yeah. Like, I think it's really funny that Elias Pettersson is a really bad skater, uh, which if you bring up to people, they'll get mad at you. But it's <laughs> Um, I'm like, it just fine. doesn't matter. You don't have to be good at everything. You no. can be good at just like one thing. It's also like <laughs> he's a terrible skater, goals. but he's not slow. <laughs> right. He's just, he's just bad at skating. It's yeah. very strange. Um, oh my God. So I did actually, this kind of relates to what we were t- going to talk about. Sure. I started skating 
when I probably like under the age of eight or something, because like you guys know that I grew up in Phoenix and Mm. like the Coyotes moved. Well, the Coyotes franchise like moved from Winnipeg when I was like two or three. And so then they had to like, you know, open the practice facility and do all of that stuff. And so for like a hot minute, it was a cool like birthday party thing for kids to do. You know, it's like go take skating lessons or like go go to the like practice rink or whatever. Um, so I'm pretty sure the first place I ever put skates on was at their practice facility. That's, That's really amazing. cool. Not sure how 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 old is how old is Austin Matthews? Because would you uh, have like no? I I don't had? think we overlapped. Um, I think that he's like two years younger than me. That sounds so. Um, like we, my, like my dad had season tickets <laughs> the first, the first like wow. couple of seasons, so, which I'm pretty sure was like, you know, he and his like work buddies went in on it and they all like got to go to like six games or 10 games or whatever. Um, so I'm sure that like, at some point he and I were in the same facility, but <laughs> although I don't know, like I underestimate how big Phoenix is also, it's probably Very. twice the size of Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, but, the metro area, like, the, the, the valley area of Phoenix is, is massive. Uh, it's a, I do... It's a blight on society. <laughs> and on the yeah. Earth, but... yes. I do want to talk about I Phoenix like in a second, but uh, before we do, I also just want to very briefly share my Mark Stone story, because it's very funny. Um, so, a buddy of mine uh, used to play golf with Mark Stone. Not, like, it was like they had a mutual friend. And so they would play golf, golf together sometimes. And he got comfortable enough uh, after like a few uh, rounds or whatever, golf playing with playing with Mark Stone to ask him. This is when he was playing in Ottawa um, mm-hmm. to ask him about it. Uh, just like, oh, so, you know, like the senator is like it was uh, it was the the year that they went to the conference final inexplicably. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, oh, you know, senators like how you how do you feel like a good you know pretty good team you guys made it to the like third round like a year ago or whatever and apparently mark stone was just like we suck so much (laughs) i I, we're so bad like anybody talking about their job just yeah exactly yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's true i do not want to talk about work i fuck yeah we're like it's not good man basically was his (laughs) his response which i thought was so funny yeah (laughs) i know he was absolutely correct so like what are you gonna you know what are you gonna say but yeah i thought it was very very funny so that vegas team i remember seeing a graphic was like passing by the tv and there's only like two or three players who are still there from 2018 yeah yeah i think i would never guess um the the two florida guys march so and smith yeah yeah uh and then carlson oh yeah carlson, carlson. carlson's there um, okay that's more than these two obsessed with him because he's married to one of uh he, he's married to a girl from bachelor in paradise amazing who, like who has an identical twin sister and her identical twin sister is either engaged or married to like william carlson's best friend who's like oh, also wow. a swedish hockey player uh what the hell? It's very Even cool. off the what ice, was... hockey is incredibly incestuous. Yes. Did you ever read about Pavel Bure and Anna Kornikova? 
No. Oh man. Yeah, that was a huge relationship thing that like I was too little to be part of that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like his brother ended up dating her afterwards as well or something. Nice. Uh, possibly, Valeri. but the big uh the big uh controversy was that like uh or the thing that people say anyways is that him and uh Sergei Fedorov were dating her at the same time without being oh. without knowing without being aware of it. that was what i had heard but the the real amazing thing about the pavel beret uh <laughs> anna kornikova story uh at least as far as i'm concerned and sort of i guess relevant with audrey here as well i've always wanted to do a heritage minute about this but uh pavel beret sued matt taibbi and the exile oh my god for statements uh-huh. that Matt Taibbi <laughs> made about Anna Kornikova, uh, no way for uh, for defamation. Yeah, when was so uh, this was like what? When he was in Russia, ten years ago. Uh yeah, like uh, like more like, like fifteen like, probably. More, oh, more yeah. like twenty, like like oh two thousand, two thousand and one. Yeah, because I know that he used to write in Russia for a while. That's right. Yes. Yeah, like he was yeah. a Moscow best journalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the I think the exile was based in Moscow. Wow. Um, and it's that's funny. Terrible. You should do a heritage minute. Yeah, definitely. We're we're. I'm going to like that's one of the ones that I want to do for sure. Before uh, before we run out of time, um, but yeah, amazing story. Uh, I've I've never been able to find the article, but I bet I could if I tried hard enough. Um, but yeah, I once tried to buy a Pavel Bray watch off eBay. Like he, uh, his grandparent, his grandpa apparently like was the watchmaker for like Nicholas II. That's right. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, which is just insane. So yeah, it, like, it was a watch that had, it was a watch that belonged to him, or it was like a watch that had Pavel Bure on it, like a like a kid's. Yeah, like, this is what I wanted to know watch. as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just his stick is like turning um Ooh. as a clock end uh no i think he was just like a really famous uh watchmaker and but he was initially uh the sars watchmaker and then pavel tried to rebuild the company in the 90s okay. which i think is when he got into gang trouble or mm, mafia that sounds trouble. about right yeah yeah that classic that professional true. hockey player to watch empire yeah like, to like, mob yeah, up yeah. watchmaker yeah I'm sure that went super smoothly for him. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I there's a lot of good like uh, Pavel Bure lore uh, in terms of like just yeah his like mob connections and just connections to other Russian athletes and celebrities that would be it would be very easy to, to like even just last beyond thing, the Taibi thing like to to fill up an episode with with all that stuff last thing about beret is just for audio knows that my mom used to work at the post office and in the neighborhood that paddle lived in and so when he was like a lonely russian boy and would mail stuff and receive stuff from russia he was the person he would go to and she uh-huh. had no idea who he was for years <laughs> And that rocks. And that's why he went there. He's like everybody oh, else would just fawn over. That's nice. Over him. Yeah. And, uh, that's actually that's really sweet. sweet. Yeah. Mom's rock. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Pro mom's podcast. Rocks of Fever, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to before we get into like the actual just never ending saga of hockey in Arizona. I wanted to ask you a little bit about like, um, 
because when you first told me you were a Coyotes fan, I don't know if you actually told me or if this was just like something I gleamed from the show at the time. But like when I found out you were a Coyotes fan, at first I thought it was a bit like I'm going to pick the worst team to be a fan of because <laughs> it'll be funny. Uh, and then I found out later that you were actually like grew up in Phoenix or spent, you know, some of your childhood in Phoenix or whatever. And were legitimately like a fan your uh your dad i now know had season tickets um so yeah i like tell me a little bit about your like story of being a a coyotes fan as a as a kid sure um well first i mean like i really do think that being a fan of any sports team at a certain point is a bit that's true that's fair yeah (laughs) i truly believe that and i think also like i grew up in a family where like my dad and my grandfather who were like the the main sports fans in my life were always supporting losing shitty bad teams. Uh, Um, Yes. I mean, we went from like, I think we moved prior to the diamondbacks winning the world series. Um, But like, I have a couple of formative sports memories from Arizona. One of, which is Randy Johnson being traded to the Yankees, which was Ooh. like probably oh. one of the worst days of my father's life. Yeah. Um, and oh I my think God. That, <laughs> I think that happens like right after we moved to the East Coast and it was like devastating. Um, it's like he's following you though. Right. And the other like the <laughs> earliest sports memory I have is being at a Coyotes game when I was probably like maybe five or six. And like I think my dad must have been like holding me like down by like watching warm-ups and some player or like somebody on the bench like tossed him like a puck to give to me and oh, like nice. that's like the first like really wholesome oh, sports memory that I that's have which very, is very cute, sweet yeah. um so yeah I mean like it was a it was a big deal um for my dad especially like when the when the coyotes moved um out west because he grew up in the dc area so he was also like 14 15 when the caps came and he and his friends who did not have their driver's licenses used to illegally drive around the beltway to the old arena to watch the caps um play terribly in their first season i think they won eight games total i believe they have the record for the worst yeah uh, season by any nhl team yeah so like he was very used to watching teams eat shit. Um yes. and so am I now. And yes. I think that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh <laughs> I also wanted to say too, uh that Diamondbacks uh World Series win, mm-hmm. one of the funniest, best things that's ever happened. Um, absolutely I mean that was I think also the year that Randy Johnson blew up the bird. that's the bird that's the bird day that sounds correct yeah and uh but most importantly uh they beat the yankees and it was uh it was the year after or the season after 9-11 and so everyone was was like was like on so on board for like oh let's root for the yankees because it's this great story (laughs) yeah and like fuck the yankees you know like (laughs) like so, just yeah, kidding we're gonna fun. everybody's grand the city where everybody's grandparents are going to retire is actually um, exactly yeah <laughs> nothing, there's nothing really more american than that if you think about it 
So do that was you... the death of American cities right then. <laughs> Everybody was like, okay, we can't live amongst each other. We so have does, to live in these. Does that mean that you, uh, like, you would have, if you were going to games, did you ever get to see Kachuk play for the Coyotes? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like Kings, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was like Kachuk and um, who else am I thinking of? Ronick, but... Jeremy Ronick. Yeah, Jeremy Ronick yeah. and um, God, what's the guy who's the coach now? Oh, uh, oh, not Rick Tockett. No, Rick Tockett. No, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you meant. Um, uh, oh, our coach. Our, yeah, our I thought coach. you meant. Sorry, that. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So guys who are like still kicking around now and having careers as coaches and professional dads of Kachuk brothers yeah. um, and stuff like that. Talking um, about how much they hate their, uh, their adult children. Exactly. For athletic. Uh, bios. <laughs> it's like t- yeah. Talking about how much they the young, um, their only daughter is their favorite child. Yes. Um, which is cool. <laughs> I'm like, yes, Taryn is the best Kachuk. Thank you. Fair. Yeah. Um, I'm sure she is. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, I mean, like, it sucks because kind of like most NHL franchises who have failed for various reasons, like, you can you can trail this back to just, like, rich people being bad at management. Yeah. Because they don't know anything about management yeah. or hockey yeah. or the city that they're working in. Yeah, that seems to be a big one for... Uh... Uh, for the case of the Coyotes, I remember I was listening to uh, Canucks talk on the day that the news dropped that uh, Tempe had rejected the proposed, you know, bill to be- build an arena there or, mm. uh, or whatever. And uh, he was saying, he was like, you know, what is a location that I would like to see uh, the NHL try to have a team? Phoenix. <laughs> Because they yeah, keep trying the not Phoenix. They keep trying yeah. to do these this weird like uh, Frankenstein like. I mean, I the team what obviously was in Phoenix at one point or like at yeah. least near Phoenix. But so like yeah. all these little communities are considered part of like the Phoenix metro area. Sure. Like yeah, I was born in Chandler, which is like in hilarious in like a normal in a normal city in a normal city uh would be like considered a suburb but because Mm -hmm. like phoenix is so sprawling and just kind of like god's mistake on yes the surface of earth could i be um, any more urban sprawl (laughs) right exactly it's like everything between these mountain ranges is considered phoenix because it's just like this massive valley yeah um so like tempe is part of that um and Glendale's part of that, but it, like the aesthetic differences between Glendale and Tempe are like polar opposites. Tempe is where Arizona State University is. Like there, there's a whole campus. There's like that is like the downtown urban center of Phoenix, whereas Glendale is like where your grandparents live. Sure. Like it is mm. suburban. Like they do not have. I mean, they they have like movie theaters and like I don't know an IKEA out there, but um, <laughs> it's it's like complete total opposite. And so like part of this whole deal that they were gonna go um, to to Glendale was like, oh, we're gonna develop this whole. It was like a Eugene Melnick 
kind of situation where they were like, we're going to develop this entire like entertainment center, like this whole district in Glendale that will surround the arena. Um, yeah, and it'll like right. really bo like boost the economy and get way more people out there. Mm -hmm. um, but Wasn't it, is it in like, the way of like, a, I heard that there's like an airport kind of path that goes right above it or something as well. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about that, but <laughs> so it is like a 30 to 40 minute drive from like downtown Phoenix. And obviously once again, like, no, no Mick level. Right. Like there's, centers, there's yeah. not like a tram or like a light rail that you can get on and it takes you here to there. Um, I, <laughs> so the last time I was in Phoenix was last January and I was in an Uber because like obviously the only way you get around is driving. Yes. Um, and I I forget like how the coyotes came up, but very classic. My driver was like, Oh, I'm from Chicago. I moved here, you know, eight years ago. I'm a huge Blackhawks fan. Right. Um, <laughs> and was just talking to me about like how stupid it was that they were trying to like, you know, get people to go to Glendale because you know, you go to the game so you can have a few beers and then you have to drive back and it's like this whole thing. Sure. Um fair enough. And then this was like the most natural, like classic Phoenix conversation was that he, he immediately like segued into, and I don't know why people have such a problem with the Blackhawks logo. Like I have native friends here and they don't have a problem with it. And I was like, wow, I'm just going to let you continue talking for yeah. the next 10 minutes that I'm in this car. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great conversation. And yeah, I thought that was just like a awesome. pretty classic, like, perfect summation of what I thought I always thought that, that conversation, there. I never expected that conversation to be bubbling, like at the surface of, uh, like a cab driver is going to bring it up. I didn't know people mm -hmm. were actually talking about that. I just thought that was like us annoying people on Twitter talking about that. No. But... And I had some great, I had some great times when I was in Phoenix last because it was the first time that I was there by myself so I was kind of like going there I, I was like visiting family and stuff and I uh, I took an uber somewhere and the guy asked me where I was from and I said DC and he goes oh wow like isn't that really dangerous <laughs> <laughs> he was like you live in D like he was like what part of DC do you live in where it's safe <laughs> And I was yeah. like, oh, so you just like people don't think so that online. white people, <laughs> you don't think that, first of all, you think that DC has been burned down by Antifa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely, <laughs> clearly, yeah. And second of all, you obviously have never conceived that uh, a white girl with blonde hair has ever lived downtown anywhere. Um, yeah, outside, so, of the, outside of Capitol Hill. Yeah. Um, anyway, do I love Phoenix? Yes. Is it an insane place and shouldn't exist also yes yeah fair it's a yeah, you brought up please you brought up the ottawa thing a couple times and when you mentioned that it's uh like the reason for the team's team's last uh 10 years of this bullshit is a, a lot of it comes down to just people don't know the the owners don't know how to handle business decisions and it's kind of like in the same way that a lot of canadian hockey teams like we were talking earlier like Canadian teams haven't been winning cups for 30 years. And one of the theories behind that is that 
team owners know that the teams are kind of held hostage there. Like they don't actually have to do that much to keep the team in town. But there's always going to people be people who are coming to the arena uh, and giving them money. And it's kind of similar with Phoenix because the league is just in cahoots with each other to make sure there's always a team in Phoenix. So you can just get away with not doing anything with this team. You can get away with not developing the franchise at all and right. putting any intelligence behind any business decisions or management decisions or anything like that. So it is pretty apt that Phoenix is like the same way that there's so many Canadians in Phoenix as Snowbirds. Uh, it is beholden until maybe this year for the same kind of pressures Canadian teams have to. I mean, I feel like if you were to, you know, get the like Vegas odds on where are the, like, what are the coyotes going to be called in like three years from now, the odds on favorite still has to be Arizona. Like, like not, I'm not saying that they'll move that they'll like, they'll just figure out a way to be in Tempe or something. Cause like, obviously they, that's kind of, that seems like it's out the window now, but like uh, Gary B is just, he seems just totally dedicated to keeping the team there. And it's it's funny because for me, like as a, you know, I, I grew up with the resentment of Phoenix inheriting the jets. Mm -hmm. And I actually kind of like, I think that's probably the thing that I honestly sort of feel the worst for Coyotes fans about is that, that it had to be the team relocating like from Winnipeg. Oh yeah. There was already like bad blood and stuff exactly. just from, from the very beginning. And especially um, because like Winnipeg is a good place to have a hockey team. Like that they, they lost their team for very specifically, very specific, like, 90s canadian dollar related reasons right and now that they have a team there again like it's you know it's not the biggest market in the world or anything but it's successful yeah and yeah as a result you you have like you enter the league with so much animosity uh like from other fans and then or just you know the hockey world in general and then to have you know these constant goof ups like just scandal after scandal like some serious some not particularly serious um it uh it's a huge bummer because like my my relationship to the coyotes has kind of always just been like not so much resentment necessarily but like just like not taking them seriously right they're an unnecessary distraction exactly like they don't have any fans like no one cares about them like yada 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 and i know that's not true and like i i genuinely can't think of many things in the world of sports more punishing than being a coyotes fan like being a coyotes fan is worse than being a canucks fan and that is truly saying something yeah i mean i just think that there was never a sense of like honestly engaging with the community if you know what I'm saying like there was no effort until like recently but then it was like okay well Alex Marullo is in uh, now the owner of the team and creating like this incredibly hostile work environment for everybody who works there and was Um, he the one who was he also the one who had the scandal about like abusing his wife 
Or yeah. was that a different no, one? No, 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 no. That was actually, so he, I think, had like a 95% share of the team like that he that he sure. owned. And then the guy who owned the other 5% uh, has been uh, forever banned from owning yeah. a sports franchise oh, because he choked yeah. his wife out. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, great. Again, great vibes, great business decisions made by everybody. Obviously, he has great taste in friends. Yes. Um, <laughs> but also, like, then you have things like, okay, Phoenix was the first, Arizona was the first team to have a Spanish language hockey broadcast, like yeah. a radio broadcast. And, like, they do, they were doing, like, kind of, like, collaborations with, like, streetwear brands and stuff like that, like, more recently and i'm like yeah if you hadn't been in glendale like which is not a real place like yeah. if you had acted like people who like actually live in your city if you chase them to be your fans this could have been a completely different story but mm. here we are um and i think vegas showed how to do that really effectively because yeah. Vegas doesn't have fans that just live in Vegas. Like they were doing outreach to basically that entire region. They basically treated it like they were going to be the only hockey team in the West. Um, and they, they just were inclusive and did outreach that way. And, you know, were really annoying on Twitter and that worked. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know so many people who are either, completely casual fans aren't fans at all or are big time hockey fans and people they own vegas apparel just just because yeah. it's fun and you, you kind of really have to do see, that when you're yeah. beginning you can really see the divide with vegas and arizona in the dichotomy between nhl teams who are willing to adapt and kind of see the future of the sport and not just the future of the sport, but like the marketing future of the sport, the branding future of the sport and teams that can't adapt or won't adapt or don't have the money to adapt. Um, so, or yeah, just really do not understand the assignment. Too. Right. Exactly. Like exactly. The, 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 you know, not having a downtown arena, like it, it's, it, it, that's probably the biggest crime. I mean, Obviously, there there have just been so many, like hilarious, you know, uh, scandal isn't even necessarily the right word. Like, I, like their scandals are definitely a part of it, but like they, there's just always something goofy happening happening with the Coyotes. Whether it's like John Chaka just existing in general, the um the ownership stuff, which is obviously not like funny, but is, you know, being, uh, it is bad publicity or whatever. And then also just like things like, you know, that, that, uh, that years long saga with the, uh, the like Glendale city council votes. Yes. And like, I, I remember Incredible. like when I started really getting into like, uh, the sort of like, like posting about hockey or whatever, there were it was sort of during the lockout the um the the shorter one the the second one in 2012 uh 13 and our hockey used to have like basically the same types of threads that they had for games but just for Glendale City Council meetings about <laughs> the coyotes because there was no other yeah. hockey stuff yeah. happening 
And like, I mean, Glendale City County City Council meetings, I'm sure, are a scene even when it's not about the coyotes. Totally. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> just straight up weirdos live in Arizona and especially yeah, the that Phoenix area. And I say that with like love in my heart, but also like chill the fuck out. Yeah. Um, and city council meetings also just attract weirdos. So Undeniably. it's a great, it's a great just um, viewing experience in general. <laughs> uh, what I don't get is why don't they, like, where do the sun, where do the suns play? Phoenix suns. They play downtown Phoenix. I don't know where they play right now. I don't know if they play at the same because I've never heard of I've never heard of that team ever having things like this. Like Maybe I'm an NBA fan, I've never know. heard of them. No, I don't think so. But what I will say is that um, one of the reasons that the Coyotes flopped so hard from the beginning is that the first arena they were in was also the arena where the Suns played, and it was built only as a basketball arena. Yeah. So oh, okay. they found out really fast that um hockey and basketball have different view lines from seats. classic <laughs> the barclays and center is exactly. uh is yeah. a classic example of this as well so yeah they had to like cordon off seats for every hockey game where you couldn't sit or you had restrict like partially restricted yeah. views um so it shrunk i think the size of the like capa- the capacity size down i think like two or three thousand people um oh, wow. so it was just already like they already knew that they were not going to be able to stay in the first place that they settled which was yeah, downtown not ideal um yeah so but i mean like the thing is there <laughs> phoenix is littered with abandoned malls and like <laughs> yeah just knock one of those down <laughs> yeah it's it, it it's um it's one of those things where it certainly to me for, for many years has always just felt like just move the fucking team, put it somewhere else. Like no one gives a shit or whatever. But like when you see Vegas being so successful and you see this, like, you know, the first like Sun Belt, uh, uh, Stanley cup final or whatever. And, and, you know, like, like Florida, Florida has struggled as well, uh, particularly like in a lot of the same ways, certainly do attract fans and and stuff, but they haven't had as much of a like goofus style uh, no. off the ice, you know, uh, antics. But, mm-hmm. um, you you know, that's a team where I feel like the the NHL sort of been rewarded for sticking it out there. Um, and obviously, like there are tons of of teams in quote unquote non-traditional markets that have proven that you can be successful playing hockey in the South or in, in like warm climates or whatever. And you know, the, the funny thing about that too, is to me, it seems like it, it actually seems like that's the perfect place to have a hockey team. Cause like, why wouldn't you want to go somewhere that's cold? in yeah. a place that's so hot. <laughs> like, I don't understand why anybody wants to see a hockey game in Winnipeg. Right. Like, that sounds terrible. Like walk through the, warmer in there. It is probably warmer, but it's still, yeah. my, my dad doesn't go to hockey games anymore because it doesn't like getting cold. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can sympathize with that. Um, so I, my question for you guys is like, if this team gets moved, where would you 
prefer to see it get moved because like i i hate the salt lake city thing that's been thrown in the that's it's been thrown still, out no if they're gonna if they're <laughs> like just keep it in arizona if that's what you're thinking right i i hate the salt lake city idea because i'm it's because it's probably gonna work because <laughs> yeah. it is like the white it's the whitest city in america and people will turn out for a team that has all white players <laughs> yeah totally yeah. Like it's it's gonna work a little too well yeah we and, don't need to recreate like not that not that you could because no like every nhl team is going to be at least like 70 percent white people but we do not need to recreate the like uh celtics lakers uh thing in the nhl where <laughs> like no. Uh, you know, like not to not to get back to what Audrey does for work, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know the idea of like Ben 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 Shapiro uh, living in Los Angeles but being a Celtics fan, which is just like yeah. a really long winded way of saying <laughs> right. you're a racist. He lives in Florida. He lives in Florida now. Yes, so. yeah, but he did live in LA. Like, yeah, yeah it's so funny. Well, um, when he ha- when he has to set when he has to sell his house because it gets flooded, he'll have to mm-hmm. move to Salt Lake. Yeah, um, I, I I mean, look. It's hard not to say Quebec City because mm-hmm. I like those uniforms were so cool. It, it was once again like a, a very heartbreaking thing for Quebec to, to lose their team and then have that team win the Stanley Cup in their first year in a new city. Um, I feel like we need to like there can't just be one team that has all the French Canadian fans. It's not good yeah. for anybody. Yeah. Uh, we could use to like split that up. I love the idea of there being two teams in Quebec with, uh, just that just hate each other and just that would be the fun. out of each other. Like they used to in the eighties. Yeah. Um, I don't want this team to go to a single other U S city. Um, I think it would be cool to have it back in Quebec even though you guys both know that I'm super racist against French Canadians. As we all mm-hmm. are, yes. <laughs> but my other thing is like Mexico City. That's like my dream. Oh my that's, God, yeah. That's, my, that's, that's, that's so my answer. That, that yeah, is I, my answer. answer. Yeah. It is the biggest city in North America. It would be so like fucking cool. Five million people. Um, uh, yeah, that's... It'd be so Every time cool. I think about it, Every time I think about it as an ironic answer, it's like the city is so big that they wouldn't make money. Yeah. There's there's no way that they like imagine New York didn't have a team. It would yeah. be like that being the first place to have a team in New York, like the massive amount of money. But It'd they can't cool. even get they can't even get like non-white ethnic outreach done in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Totally. their Mexico City will just get completely ignored if it were ever to. And it would and it um, would be like kind of you know like it would definitely add a headache I think having a third country and a third like you know just not like I'm not saying that that's why they shouldn't do it but like they would that's we would have would so much it. more to complain about if they did it, though that's true <laughs> it's so fun, okay my my actual like my sort of could happen answer is uh portland Mary- mainly because it would just give me another reason to go to portland and i've always wanted to go oh, that'd be fun uh and it's also like you know i think seattle like being so successful like you could see portland working um it's kind of a cool city hockey's kind of an off the beaten path sport portland's also pretty white unfortunately <laughs> um 
Uh, and then my my ironic answer is, uh, as always, bring the Whalers back to Hartford uh, because I would love that. Uh, even though it, that was probably a very harebrained idea to begin with, I would love to see the Whalers back in the NHL. Uh, best uniform of all time. For my other serious answer, because all my answers to anything are always serious, it, it is, I'm growing, Toronto is growing on me to have a second team there. Or like somewhere around there, you know, not Toronto, but like Hamilton or something. Well, that's where yeah, they, they or... almost like when the team went bankrupt, Jim Ball in the mid-2000, Yeah, they almost bought it and moved it to Hamilton. I remember that. Yeah, which is are you, really are you going to watch depressing. the Blackberry movie? <laughs> um, actually, I had somebody tell me that I should watch it because they quote unquote talked about Gary Bettman a lot. <laughs> that- uh, yeah man, we might have to see this then i yeah. think yeah. i think i want to see it soon it was really funny in the beginning of the playoffs where they kept playing the ad for blackberry but the line in the ad was that nobody watches hockey like the joke was that nobody oh, really? watches hockey oh that's okay, so we, that weren't was getting, the, we weren't getting that version yeah no i didn't <laughs> even like is it an american movie or is it a canadian i'm i'm really confused like we never American actors do not come to Canada to play Canadians. That does not happen. Do Canadians make movies? (laughs) I mean... Does Vancouver? What are what are you guys gonna it's, do? We have how one guy. Local, is how is your how is your local economy gonna hold up now that Riverdale is ending? <laughs> A great question. My my ex used to go to the same gym as all the Riverdale actors. Oh yeah. Honestly, the uh, the Canadian government could, should get involved in the uh, WGA SAG-AFTRA uh, strikes because uh, we're we're gonna get fucked if uh, <laughs> this goes on for too much longer. Because that's like oh, that is true. a huge part of uh, the economy yeah. in BC. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. Like there there are good places, but. I've kind of come around on just rooting for the Coyotes to finally figure it out, but it feels like it'll never happen. I love to hear it. Um, um, yeah. The thing, yeah, I, it's hard for me to conceptualize the team being moved, mostly because I know that Gary Bettman is so obsessed with making this team work. And my theory for that, and it has been for a long time, is that it's just because he wants to retire to Phoenix and feel <laughs> like he has like access to still being a dude who is influential in the sure. Yeah. That makes like I that would really make really so think sense. that's it. Um that's a good one. I think he just like wants to move to Scottsdale, buy a big ass house like up in the mountains and go golfing. I'm sorry, play golf. I recently learned that it's not golfing. Right. It's that yes. it's playing golf. Sure. Um, yeah, who cares? <laughs> they can take one. <laughs> I uh so yeah I feel like though he he gets the best of both worlds like he this is the one year where it's the perfect time for the team to move because if Florida either one of Florida or Vegas is going to win and those are two of his projects that like prove his whole point that white boomers and retirement homes can have a hockey team too yeah and so you can kind of like slip Phoenix under the rug while this is, while all the attention is on these two teams it's kind of perfect terms of moving now but i don't wish that on anybody i kind of i mean they're gonna be (laughs) yeah they have a contract with asu for the next two years yes um with an uh, an open option for the third year um to resign 
So they have a little while to figure it out, but they definitely haven't started doing like serious outreach yet to like mm. other places. Um, so eventually they're gonna just like run out of Phoenix suburbs to have city council <laughs> meetings in. Um, so they maybe should, they'll they go to like do... Mesa. Yeah, that I actually think that that there's a very very high chance that that's what ends up happening. They just end up in Mesa. Gross. Why? Why not just like, but like this is Phoenix. Why not just build a new suburb for the Coyotes? <laughs> that's fair. Like they already else, tried else? that. That's what they yeah, tried to do. With I'm Glendale. telling you, there's like abandoned malls all over the place out there. Just fair. this is the longest I've spent looking at the map of Phoenix and discovering so many things. It's right now. big, right? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like. I I thought Scottsdale was a separate place. I didn't know it was in Phoenix. Nope. Mm -hmm. You guys remember that uh, um, drill tweet? That's like, I'm going out into the middle of the desert to either die or uh, prove a very important prove prove a very important point. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that is a thousand percent the Arizona Coyotes. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's a pretty good reference. Um. So I I. Unless we, unless there's anything else, uh, like desperately pressing to say about that situation, I did want to move on to uh, another one of uh, the NHL's uh, never-ending joke franchises, though not uh, quite to the same extent as the Coyotes. But before I do that, just uh, chances, particularly for you, Audrey, to have a last word on uh, on Phoenix, on the Coyotes. On, no, I'm uh, good. I don't want to say anything final because then it's going to become real. So <laughs> Fair, fair. Yeah. I keep it to myself. Entirely and also, reasonable. the longer the Arizona Coyotes are still the Arizona Coyotes, the cheaper the tickets are when they play the Caps here. Mm, so I, for one, cannot support them moving or becoming good. Uh, Who do you root for when uh, you see the Coyotes play the uh, the Caps? Or uh, the fans. Okay, yeah, fair. Yeah, that's a good answer. Just want everybody to have a good time. I feel like you share uh, uh, in our pain, too, about the... I mean, everyone shares in our pain about the Bedard thing because of mm-hmm. uh, because it just it's the, it's uh, Chicago, and that's terrible. But uh, particularly, like, the fact that there was a, you know, looking like a, a, a better chance he'd end up in Washington or Arizona than Vancouver. And, I mean, while I wouldn't wish Arizona on him personally... Like I, I really talked myself into him joining the Caps and how awesome that would be. And I'm that would have been cool. I did see like an incredible take on Twitter that was like, if Connor Bedard gets drafted to Arizona, like he should say no. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> he should a just ton like of that. say no and be like, no, I'll just get drafted next year. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That that is maybe oh, that's what we're hoping for right now. But... Team that would happen, like where he would uh, uh, pull a Lindros or whatever. But I don't know. Hockey players are too nice, uh, or not? Yeah, I mean, notoriously not, they're too nice. You know what I mean? Like they're too yeah. polite in Simple. a stupid way. Yeah, exactly. They're too uh, cucked, basically. Yeah, we need we need more. I'm trying to we say need more, we need more bad boys in the league. I, I get it too, because also that. like. When you're that age and you've been told repeatedly that this is going to be like the most momentous, like decision-making moment of your young career, like yeah. what are you going to do? Find out that you have to live in Scottsdale and be like, no, that's okay. Yeah. I want to live at right? home for another year. <laughs> like, yeah. no, come on. No, you can't. Yeah. It's only seven years. Yeah. 
You know, you can if you play your cards right. God, you can I hope six. Yeah, I hope like the CBA changes something in the next few years so that it doesn't take seven years for a player to exercise yeah, their basic right of where they want to work. It would actually be better for like we established how it would be better for shittier teams as well too if they change the system to just make it mm-hmm. easier for shittier teams to sign more players that are that are just like like you can't sign superstars but right you, we're never going to do that anyways so now you can sign all the like you know uh Sebastian Ajo type players or whatever exactly yeah. or famously abusive coaches yes so which brings us to uh the other important thing that I wanted to talk about which is just uh the goings on in Columbus over the past 24 hours uh first I believe they uh announced a trade where uh they acquired Ivan Provorov uh for a bunch of crap including Kevin Connaughton who is still in the league which oh I love oh my god uh Kevin How Connaughton old is he? uh I'm looking I'm going to look he used to be a trade piece when I played hockey video games like 10 years ago. Kevin Connaughton famously traded for Derek Roy in 20. Oh, he's only 33. 13. Yeah, he's not that old, but he's one of those guys who he was a really highly touted prospect. And then for years, he was a like popular rec- reclamation project. And then mm-hmm. people figured out he was actually just like a pretty good seventh defenseman. Like, Got it. Seventh defenseman. So he's just a guy you all you've heard you've probably been hearing about for like fifteen. So years. he's going to the Kings. This was like some sort yes. of three way nonsense where yeah. he's going to the Kings. Got Frank it. Frank Saravalli like uh uh tweeted it out wrong and it made zero sense where he said that the only thing that the Kings were doing was retaining thirty percent of Provorov's salary, which is like why would they do that without getting yeah. anything in return? <laughs> um but yeah the important has, thing has anybody already made the joke that the guy who is a homophobe is in a three-way nice Wait. that's good with with guys three with guys <laughs> with dudes with, with other guys with yeah. yes uh yeah that is funny good good i mean you kind of you had trouble sticking the landing but that is funny um <laughs> uh yeah uh, i mean just so that happens uh very strange seems to be i mean they have johnny gaudreau so i guess they're not rebuilding and you know fair enough maybe right. uh, i don't know uh but then immediately after uh trading for famously good guy ivan provorov uh the like sportsnet and other outlets are reporting that the blue jackets quote intend to hire mike babcock yeah. which either means that they are doing it or they're putting it out there to see how mad people are going to get and whether or not they can get away with it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things started floating around, I think either last week or the week before that were like, Mike Babcock is being considered like in the coaching market. Yeah. Um, Someone's going to hire him. I immediately was like, Oh yeah. Like some, somebody's gonna fucking hire him like that's the only logical outcome here there's only Um, so many coaches that ever get hired so right naturally they're just gonna give it a couple years until they ran out and needed to get one from the pile we all know that it's the law that the same people have to get hired over and over again until they die so it makes sense 
Yes. I really just wish now that like Max Domi was still playing for the Blue Jackets. Just put them all on one team. It's fine. Honestly, they should do that. (laughs) That would make things a lot easier. It would be fun to just have a team of awful people that I hate. Monsters. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just the villains all in one place. Put the stalls there too. And um, you're good to go. Yeah, the the Babcock thing is interesting because I you know I I think I I have to be uh I have to come clean about the fact that like I kind of forgot what the controversy was with him because I feel like the the thing that got all the attention was the Mitch Marner thing. Yeah, he was mean to Mitch Marner. Yeah, and that is not like that doesn't rank that high in terms of crimes of NHL coaches. Um, the ones that I heard on top of that, though, yes. and yeah, I, I remember the martyr stuff being talked about. And no, it gets much worse, was, is my point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it got worse. I don't know why that's the main, the headline story. Like, well, the I one think that people I remember were like, him... how can you be mean to Mitch Marner? Look at his face. Yeah, fair enough. You can't. Come on. <laughs> It was kind of funny guy. though. Like 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 hearing about it when I when someone told me what he did, I was like, that's hilarious. Like I like I wasn't like that's cool that he did that or that's good, but but it was just like wow, like Well it was you... like like comic book villain. Exactly. Like, like he just asked asked him like who do you think works the least hard on the team? And then like at the next very next team meeting, he's like, Hey, so here's the guys that Mitch thinks don't work hard. <laughs> Which is just like Jesus, man! Awful. What an asshole! <laughs> yeah, um, unbelievable. But yeah, which must gonna, happen on other teams. I'm assuming other uh, teams totally do that. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. But uh, Vias, I assume you were going to mention the Johan Franzen thing. I think it was Johan Franzen or yeah. some anonymous member of the, one of the Olympic teams to coach that. Sure, he was kicking them mm-hmm. in the kidneys, like punching them. Also, there yeah, was like yeah. Yeah, physically yeah. For, and uh, and emotionally, psychologically abusive towards his players, which is for very a bad. player <laughs> to just not like to just openly come out and say something about a coach like that. I assume the bar is very high for yeah. something like that to come. Up, right? Yeah, that seems fair. Usually, it is interesting. Like for Sorry. me, when hockey players start talking about like something that has happened to them, I'm like, oh, so you so double this like yeah 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 totally yeah uh it is interesting the interesting thing about babcock or i mean it's not the most interesting thing but just like an interesting wrinkle in the situation is that you know there are other coaches other figures certainly who have been able to recover from this sort of thing like i don't know if uh like this is a thing that would probably register more to me than really either of you guys, but certainly Audrey, I would think like uh, Mark Crawford had a very similar scandal. I think ironically mm-hmm. when he was the uh, assistant coach of the Blackhawks um, yeah. and they did an investigation and basically like he was accused of doing pretty much the same type of thing. And the NHL was like, basically we're like, yeah, he did a bad thing, but not bad enough to get, uh, you know, uh, suspended or, uh, or have his like right to be an NHL coach revoked or whatever. Um, and so I, I wonder to some extent how much of this Babcock thing 
is just that he had already been fired and he was under contract with the Leafs. So he didn't need another coaching job. And now his contract is up and he needs money Mm -hmm. again. And so it's like, oh, we got to get the, uh, you know, the consent manufacturing machine that I talk about so often. Yeah. And I said before to see what that contract looks like too. Me too. Yeah. Cause he, I believe had the highest paid coaching contracts of all time for hockey wise when he was, I remember there was like a sweepstakes between the Sabres and Toronto back when the Sabres were like competitive for this kind of thing. And like in the news a lot more. And so, yeah, that I, what I heard the hesitancy for Columbus to hire him until now, I guess, is he wanted to get paid again, like the same the same rate or whatever hard um, to imagine him getting yeah. paid that much though especially in columbus who knows yeah, yeah i have no idea what they're like to me columbus is like johnny gaudreau um line a line a um zach Wierenski. yeah he's the guy zach I Wierenski. yeah underrated um, in my opinion but he like was out all last season. Yeah, totally. And part of the um, reason they then, were so bad, probably. Yeah. Um that's it. And then like a bunch of like Who Sims. Even knows. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Like you I know just, when you I, you know when you play EANHL, like either like GM mode or like even like be a pro mode, like any of the modes where you just play through several seasons, like up to like fifteen or twenty. And then you get to the point in the game where the players are all the names are generated. It, yeah, the, the names are all just like weird, like uh, auto generate names, plus mm-hmm. like randomly like 40 year old Patrick Kane plays for the like Golden Knights for some reason. And, I'm so uh, sorry. You, you know who plays for the Blue Jackets now? Who? Eric Goodbranson. Uh, of course. I sh- <laughs> how could I forget? Oh, and if there's Looks one. in blue. On the uh, Provorov note, um, if there's one thing I've learned, it's that when your team uh, gets really excited and makes a trade for a defenseman uh, before the playoffs are even over, it always goes really well for the team acquiring the defenseman. <laughs> so I I suspect that, uh, you know, uh, the the uh, the Blue Jackets have uh, they've. They followed in Vancouver's uh, footsteps in a couple of different ways, hiring John Tortorella, trading for a probably not very good defenseman uh, before the playoffs are even over. I'm sure this is all going to go well well for them. Um, Having a bunch of Scandinavians run the place. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny. I know that's uh, that's technically not wrong, but or technically not correct. But well, I mean, uh, you know, Yarmo is, I think, Patrick Alvey was the first. guy that was the first scandinavian since uh yarmo to get a gm job i i, I think uh scandinavia scandinavia doesn't include Finland. that might be why oh okay. uh, yeah. other thing i was going to mention is like i when you're thinking about columbus and how like i can't i don't know anything about it i didn't even know who the owner was and then i looked him up and he's got like one paragraph on wikipedia Interesting. and it's the it's a family who owns just like a steel company like it's a very old-timey sports owner that's very like, funny nice yeah they they make breathing tanks for firefighters liquid okay. nitrogen well, that's a, stuff that's a good agriculture no it's not like no they're, they're a steel company there's a lot of i know people, but, but like i know 
they do so much random stuff. It's not like like either owner to hear of. Yeah, um, you actually can can describe what they do. They're not just owned yeah. by like some like clear like tech company yeah. or something. Yeah. It's, it's very Anvil, much like an, an a- Anvil company. <laughs> yeah, they're an Anvil company. Um, I feel like uh, we could have hit three Puck Bunnies episodes in the time we did this. Which Definitely. Is kind of standard. Yeah. Uh, I had one question simply unrelated to hockey. Um, sure. that I don't know if you watched the HBO hit show Succession. Yeah. Did you follow it? I was genuinely really curious because in your line of work, like the last season, there's a big plot line about their version of Fox News and their version yeah. of Tucker Carlson, and Ooh, that's all you. That's that's what you have to do at work. So I was really curious, like what you thought about that plot line and. Oh my god. Seeing yourself Um, on TV. I've loved like the ATN storyline in succession since the first season has been my favorite storyline because like it's so (laughs) true to life, except like Mm -hmm. like it it really is that fucking stupid. Like and the people who work there are exactly like that. Um yeah, just kind of like (laughs) Tom's ascent to the rise, like to the to the top of ATN. Um, I mm. thought it was just like really fun to watch because it was awful. Um, but the episode this season that was like the election night episode, I put off watching that for like three weeks. I was like, I don't think I can do this. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, it, but then, it, I mean, it, it was really, really good. Um, and that is really how like newsrooms operate too on like election night like cable channels and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that where like they do have really weird like rules about who's allowed to be in the building and who's allowed to be like on the floor and um like who's allowed to like actually make calls and kind of the processes that go through that they that they go through um yeah i mean i think uh what's his name the guy the guy that plays their tucker carlson equivalent like yeah, the, yeah um you know they show, the, the guy there's yeah yeah the guy who like <laughs> keeps reading mind comp um yeah <laughs> they showed like you know the clip of him kind of like going off like unscripted and i i it could have been like just a straight up transcript uh yeah mm-hmm. so i i mean like i thought they they did a really really good job and also like one of my favorite details of that uh the season was that like I think the episode after when the kids are looking like through the the newspaper and stuff and they see there's like a whole infographic yeah like a whole like two-page spread on like how ATN made this like decisive call um in Wisconsin and I just thought it was so funny because I was like if this if this were real like media matters would be cited all over this like this would all be like media matters data (laughs) and like you know, yeah. like the timeline of when things were happening, like on ATN would be like our data and stuff like that. So I thought it was really fun. Um, yeah, it, it's That's more fun exciting. to watch a fictionalized version than like Fair. to experience I figured. it. Yeah. <laughs> I very much figured. This yeah. actually has brought something back into my memory that I wanted to very quickly ask about. Did you have to watch... Don Cherry's apparent appearance on Tucker Carlson <laughs> after he got um, fired? did someone have to do that was there yeah yeah okay well okay so i remember that like when he got fired this was at the very beginning of when my work was kind of 
getting more into sports media coverage in we general like, okay interesting. more and more like right-wing dudes like you know yeah. guys on outkick the barstool guys like all of that mm-hmm. the more influence mm-hmm. that they have and also then the crossover with fox um because they all are quote-unquote friends with each other mm-hmm. um but when don cherry got fired i remember flagging the story for my boss and just being like just so you know like this is going <laughs> on and and it's very canadian and it's very hockey centric and i don't know if it's gonna make the jump to like american right-wing news um totally. but it did in under yeah. 12 hours hilarious um so he i remember like he messaged like my boss messaged me like as like the segment was starting yeah um and then so yeah like i watched the, i didn't have to watch it live but i watched the clip after and just <laughs> you know got to bask in that like being right feeling oh yeah but, that at, what, but at what cost um, yes. yeah that was so, very yeah. funny because i i just remember like it, it's one of those classic situations of of like you know like two two very terrible people canceling each other out in a very kind of funny mm-hmm. way where like it's just the like it just seemed like don just really did not understand what tucker's deal was or like what <laughs> no, he was asking someone about. just put like, a camera in his face and said talk and he did yeah that so. it, it, it was pretty cool i have to say uh yeah. i thought it was very funny i'm I, surprised be... he hasn't had him on again yeah it's i mean lack I of chemistry like old... i suppose Unless Canadians have been online so much and only consume American content, that's a very specific type of Canadian people. It's a lot of Canadian people. It is. But a lot of people that are in the spotlight in Canada, they just, they don't, they don't drink the same type of Kool-Aid. And so it's a little different. You could, I don't think Terry could ever go on the show and like go toe to toe with him because he would have no idea what he's talking about. And people just wouldn't be like, who the fuck is this guy? So yeah, good news. Yeah. But yeah, it must be weird when just like that once in a, once every like few years where like, yeah, Don Cherry goes on Tucker Carlson or like Matt Walsh says it's impossible to be manly on ice skates or like, oh, yeah, just mm-hmm. like weird shit happen. Like just when things all convene at the same time and you're like, it's beautiful. Yeah. Both sides of my brain just coming together yeah. in <laughs> agony. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a good two balls, thing. The two balls at the string. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Your brain. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Audrey. Um, this was yeah. a lot of fun. I, I'm glad that we did this. I, uh, I wouldn't have been able to do a regular one, I think, with how sick I am. So, <laughs> thank you for for joining <laughs> us. Talk. For uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. Explaining the Arizona Coyotes. To us. Yeah. That's true. Um, I have nothing to plug. Uh, yeah, um, you can plug Media Matters. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can, according to my okay, NDA. Fair. Fair, but um, I, I don't think I'm allowed Roxy to be Bieber. on a podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, I plug um, listening to the back catalog of Puck Bunnies fair. and yeah. enjoying. Yes, yes. great show. Yes. I miss it. All the time. And also follow me on the Audubon bird uh, tracking app because that's the only social media I'm using these days is Good. the bird identification <laughs> app. Fair. <laughs> well, come out to BC. You're going to see tons of uh, tons of cool ones out here. Yeah, you'll yeah. see lots of birds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>